Welcome to the Effects Loop, I'm Scott, and we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. trying some new formats out trying to uh just shake things up and keep things interesting for you our listeners as well as just adjusting the workloads as uh, everyone gets really busy here and you know we return to work and stop hanging out at home all the time um so one of the things we're doing different today is i'm talking with spencer from tajima guitars now tajima is a, a fairly interesting brand that i fell in love with at summer nam this year uh one of their guitars and i, I mentioned this during our interview uh just spoke to me as I walked by it and I was like, I have to have this both in color, design and style. And this is a company out of, out of Brazil that is importing through uh, California, doing local setups and, and producing some really great instruments that are super affordable. Uh, they might not be at your guitar center yet, but uh, they're at a lot of boutique shops throughout the United States. And I thought this would be a kind of fun opportunity to both chat about what they offer in terms of the range, as well as get to know some of the people behind it and some of the people in the industry. So here's my interview with Spencer. Oh, are we back? Hey, we're back. We're back. <laughs> of course, right at the intro. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> it, it's not an online podcast without internet. Yep. Indeed. So let's just start it from the top again. Um, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? <laughs> Doing good. Uh, we've got... Why, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, your title and, and what your involvement is, and so give you the official title before anyone just assumes anything. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm Spencer Hartman, uh, working for Tajima Guitars as one of the uh, head techs here. Uh, I've been with the company almost three years now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you guys are based out of where? Brazil. Is, Brazil, uh, where... but obviously you're not calling me from Brazil right now. Right, right. We have a headquarters here uh, in the United States in uh, Huntington Beach, California. Um, and then we do have import lines out of, uh, I think uh, we used to get them from China, but we also have Indonesia for our you know, smaller imports uh, or lower uh, lower priced imports. And then Brazil for the you know more expensive, uh, you know, what would you call them? Higher class guitars, I guess. Nice. And so how long have you said you've been with Tajima for about three years. So has, how long has Tajima been in the States and, and going? I believe it's been about five or six years at this point uh, that they've been in the United States. Nice. And so how, how'd you sort of get connected with everybody? Uh, well, personally, I, uh, I, uh, just got out of a welding school and I uh, was looking for a job. I've been playing guitar since, you know, I was 10 years old, been doing setups and whatnot since I was 12 and saw that they were looking for another tech. I was like, you know, I, I haven't done this professionally, but let me go ahead and try it out. And I beat out all the other candidates. And so <laughs> that here I am. Very cool. And just, you know, honed my skills ever since. Very cool. And so I, I think for a lot of people, Tajima is a name we might have heard or might have seen something from, but probably haven't had their hands on yet. So as, right. you, as you mentioned, you know, you have, you have a Brazilian line, you have an import line, sort of what, what is, what is Tajima guitars? What, what, what sets them apart? What makes them, them? 
Well, so we here at uh, Tajima, you know, uh, the company started in Brazil in the, uh, I believe it was late 80s, um, and then was uh, obtained by Marutech, a uh, larger organization. Um, and and then over the years started branching out to China and now to the United States. Uh, but with all of our Brazilian instruments, we're able to, you know, get easy, we have easy access to uh, Brazilian uh, woods, uh, Brazilian cedar is what we use on pretty much all of our guitar bodies, single cut uh, slabs for the bodies, uh, Pau Marfim for the most part for necks, Pau Ferro for uh, fingerboards. Um, and you know, and now we've got uh, we have uh, Marcio Zaganin as our lead tech, um, or lead tech, <laughs> our uh, master luthier down in Brazil, uh, nice. designing all of the instruments from uh, from our baseline 530, 555s, our S types, T types, whatnot, all the way up to the uh, Jet Blues, Cosmos, and the True Range, you know, all the high end Brazil stuff. Very cool. And so when, when, when we talk about that, I mean, most of us are quite used to seeing mahogany guitars or maybe a poplar if it's a, if it's a T-type or an S-type. Mm -hmm. Cedar is kind of a new wood for probably a lot of us. What would you say uh, advantages, disadvantages? What, what, what kind of does that change outside of just it's available in Brazil? Well, your uh, you know all of your clothes are safe uh, safe from moths. First of all, <laughs> uh, it smells wonderful, mm -hmm. um, but it's a it's a very nice light uh, light wood, um, but still retains you know it, it it's dense enough to contain all those uh, tonal uh, characteristics. Um, it's, it's really good sustain. Uh, I guess you could say it's a bit more poppy so a bit more mid trebly range if you really want to get into the tone woods there uh but yeah oh very cool very cool i mean it's i think so for me personally i i first kind of got on your radar when we ran into you at summer nam um mm -hmm. frankly made quite a splash there didn't you guys win? i think you won an award for like best in show or something we like won. that yeah best in show uh sean and ernie uh did not even know they won the award when they were there. They kind of showed up a, a little bit late, uh, <laughs> and, and all these people were gathered around their desk. And like, oh wow, you know, we got some, you know, we got some customers. And all of a sudden, oh, you got an award. Oh, oh wow, so <laughs> kind of a surprise to us as well. Yeah, I mean, very was, nice. I mean, Summer Nam was interesting this year because there wasn't, you know, a lot of the let, let's call it them the, the the big boys, the established players, all kind of said right, we're not right. we're not displaying this year, which. Um, I've said a few times, kind of made it more fun in some ways for me, just because it's not, hey, here's a new, this brand regurgitation of this guitar from the 60s. Um, and right. it kind of forced me to look at other things I, I might have walked by or kind of not given the same amount of time. So particularly just walking right by you guys, the Jet Blues is like the first model that popped up in my eyes because I'm like, this is something unique and, and, and different. Um, mm -hmm. Why don't we kind of chat a little bit through maybe through a few of your guitars that really stand out that people will want to look up and check out I, I maybe start with the jet blues a little bit what what makes this guitar what it is and kind of what's fun about it right um well the jet blues uh there are several categories within the uh jet blues we've got the jet blues standard which is i believe the one you were looking at mm -hmm. um uh you know uh cedar body i believe it's a power of morphine top um, I can't remember 
quite exactly off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, uh, semi hollow. Yeah, this is the secret quiz about your entire product catalog, isn't it? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, yeah, it's a you know, semi hollow, uh, I believe it's Alnico 2 pickups, so it's kind of reminiscent of, I believe, 50s, 60s style pickups. Um, we wind everything up with uh, 10 gauge Diodarios. Yeah, but then uh, within that JetBlue's category, we also have the Deluxe, which, uh, you know, everything else is the same, except it also has a uh, Bigsby uh, tremolo on that. Oh, nice. Yep. And then we also have the JetBlue's Cosmos, which has a little bit, uh, it's one of our new lines, um, but it has a different shape pickguard kind of, uh, oh, what's uh, that, that Art Deco kind of look, mm-hmm. you know? Um, where where it also has a uh, Veritone switch uh, to kind of give you some extra tonal options in there as well. So that's been a really fun one. Yeah, I mean, that, the Cosmos is another one that I, a lot of other people were walking by and, and really cluing in on. For some reason, I kind of, the standard caught my eye, probably because it was blue. Who knows? Um, Very possible. It's probably because it was blue and I have a guitar I'm trying to paint. That blue is a blue new I'm color. Like. Yeah. That blue is a new color for us as well. This is the first, we only just saw it uh, maybe a month or so ago um, in a house here in Huntington Beach. Um, and when we saw that, I, I know my boss instantly went, I, I need to have one of those, you know? So, <laughs> so he went ahead. Yeah. I might have. Uh made an offer but you guys do artist pricing with the podcast like i was kind of in right right. i was about ready to buy one um but with the cosmos it's interesting because as you mentioned it's a different pick guard i think uh one of my friends uh well john our other co-host referred to it kind of as it it gets called a shield when it's in that kind of placement on another brand's Mm -hmm. um models but the variatone and the, the the placing of the variatone it was a pretty unique feature that you don't see on a lot of newer guitars so is that is that just changing the tone cap uh yeah it's uh the best way i've found to describe it is it's kind of it's not necessarily but it is kind of an eq sweep uh you know uh we uh, we offer it on a uh on our uh tw61s which is a um you know also an offset body uh with p90s um And so, you know, those different settings, you're not changing the veritone on the fly, really. It's kind of a set it in one position for this certain chain of effects, this setting, you know, for another chain. Um, but it can, you know, get your uh, get your humbuckers sounding a bit more like P90s or uh, single coils, get your single coils sounding more like humbuckers, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Now, you mentioned the TW61, and I, I just kind of started scrolling through the catalog I have open here. So um, a more traditional offset kind of shape and, and aesthetic, but some, some big changes here that I think uh, would get people's attention. Not just, you, you know, you mentioned mm-hmm. the varitone in lieu of a, a rhythm circuit, which is sort of the, the classic thing that no one really understands how to use it properly. The, I can see the varitone being a, a fun alternative for that dark mode, right? But uh, mm-hmm. P90s and in a more traditional synchronized tremolo on, on on that as well. So, I mean, I, I can think of another brand did something similar and it was very, very popular. So solves all the, mm-hmm. the Jazzmaster bridge problems that a lot of people have. You know, I've yet to work on an actual Jazzmaster myself, um, but I can tell you that the two point 
trem systems are so far my favorite <laughs> you mm-hmm. know uh, even between floyd rose or even a six point trem the uh, the two point allows you to do so much with it you can slam it all the way down if you don't like tremolos at all but you can also set it up to be floating or dive only um so, so it's very versatile for that uh 61 and again with the the p90s and the uh uh and the veritone really gives you a lot of options with that guitar yeah it's it it it's gorgeous and i mean as well i mean what the tw61 kind of price point wise where do you kind of sit with something like that do you do you know that off the top of your head unfortunately i i'm unsure of that i uh, i you know i'm one of the head techs but i'm not involved in the uh, pricing of the <laughs> you're, industry you're not uh, doing the sales side of it yeah right right i'm wow that the one i just pulled up on reverb is way too low to say on air i'm not going to say that but uh quite quite that, affordable. that is generally the pricing of the instruments though yes <laughs> yeah, looking on reverb, that that's generally what our uh, guitars go for online or uh, in your you know your mom and pop uh, type guitar stores. Yeah, so I mean, uh, backing that up, we're I found a new one here, so I'll, I'll quote that price from Twelfth Fret Music. That I think that's one of your retailers. Um, looking at about three hundred thirty dollars mint or new. So I mean, extremely affordable. Um, I'm yes. assuming that's a uh, that's an Indonesian made model or is that from uh, your, your brazilian line uh that's going to be uh the indonesian uh some of these models uh, we have recently switched over from uh chinese manufacturing to indonesian so i don't want to give the illusion that all of them are indonesian made but mm-hmm. you know just for transparency there um so some of them can be from china they, they have the you know made in prc uh stickers and whatnot on there uh, but we are transferring factories uh over to indonesia Nice. And I mean, again, talking three hundred thirty dollars, three hundred, three hundred to four hundred dollar range. You're uh, you're competing with naughty like you're you're undercutting a lot of what other people are probably coming up against in in terms of comparable quality and and things like that from a mm-hmm. playability standpoint. Um, is that just because you're using a lot of proprietary stuff on your own that you're not dealing with licensing or what? What kind of what kind of helps you out there? We are. We don't really have to worry about licensing everything. Uh, so I mentioned Marcio Zaganine earlier. He is the one that designs uh, every single instrument. You know, from you know, from the sixty-one, the fifty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, S type, T type. You know, import models to the, you know, all the way up to the, uh, uh, you know, the higher end Brazilian stuff. So we own all of the, uh, you know, CNC coding and designs the blueprints for all of our instruments so we don't have to worry about licensing of you know other people's uh products uh mm-hmm. we you know we get stuff made to our spec so instead of buying you know instead of going to a manufacturer and saying hey we need so many of this style guitar you know that they've already got made we can say hey make us this style of guitar here's the specs here's the blueprints plug it mm-hmm. into your machine let it rip that's uh i mean that that's a great advantage there. I mean, just in terms of what you're going up against and, and making a break into the mm-hmm. market. I mean, some of these things are so affordable. You just kind of, you can take a risk, right? It's, like you're like, nowadays right. we, we buy so many guitars online and from recommendations and things like that. I guess, uh, being five years now in the States, um, where generally is there a fairly large distribution or dealer network of you guys so far? Is, is, is it, 
pretty available in terms of like people can get their hands we on them? Ha- yeah, we have about fi- uh, over 500 uh, dealers in the United States uh, alone. We also wow. you know, uh, serve Chile, El Salvador, uh, China as well, uh, you know, all over the place, really. Um, but Huntington Beach is the one and only U.S. Uh, distribution ch- uh, distribution center. So every guitar that you know comes into the United States, be it you know a fifty-five, a five thirty, sixty-one, or mm-hmm. JetBlue's Cosmos, or a True Range, or whatever it might be, it passes through one of uh, our tech's hands um, before it's sent out. So you act sort of as a do you, do you do wind up doing a lot of like setups and things like that or does it just kind of be like a, a line of quality control what does that kind of do well, or what kind of be involved with so it is quality control uh mm-hmm. for the most part but you know quality control still involves you know making sure the action is set exactly the way we would want it but you know we mm-hmm. the way we like to think about it is don't set up a guitar in a way that you wouldn't set up one of your own you know, mm-hmm. don't don't leave the action super high, leave the neck all bent out of shape. You know, everything has to be, you know, what would make you, the guitar tech, um, want to take this instrument home? Because, as you know, uh, if the guitar tech likes to play it, that means you're probably going to like it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, so out of curiosity, what's your what's your go to uh, from the line right now, or like what 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 do you bring home and play? Uh, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so so there are a few different classes of uh, of instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, so so like uh, I I love the fifty five. It's our you know low end uh, T type guitar, um, and I just love throwing that in the middle position between the bridge and neck pickups and just letting a rip sounds great uh the 61 and the stella are both or the stella dw i should say those are in our uh what we like to call the pivot point uh of guitars that kind of midsection um the stella dw i kind of i i we got a, these brand new brown fade ones uh and i as soon as i saw that i was like i need to bring that home i put a bunch of gold hardware on it <laughs> and i've still got that now and then for the Brazilian range, my favorite would be the 930, which is similar to the Brazilian Stella. Same pickup configuration, but it's another T-type uh, guitar uh, HSS configuration uh, with a mini switch to basically pair the uh, bridge pickup with the neck or all three pickups in unison. This is uh, almost like a, it, it, it's definitely got some S inspiration in there on top of the 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 t-type though i mean you still have the you still have the two two post trem system on it right i I, I mean this is your your super t-type kind of guitar that you're seeing from a (laughs) a few other manufacturers that might be about three times the price yep yep uh again it's uh you know especially with that two point trem you know get super versatile with it Mm -hmm. um and then just the shape of that pickguard just looks nice may as well throw it on a t-type as well it fits and looks pretty yeah i mean it's it it, it stands out like it, it feels so familiar the, the when you mm-hmm. first look at it and then you're like oh wait wait something's different and then you kind of yep. sit you sit and you look at it for a little while and go oh what okay so that it's got like an inspiration from here here and it's got this kind of effect here and it's, right it, it it's really nice in the way a lot of your designs where there's clear homages 
right? Like it, you have oh, a definitely. T type, you have an S type. They're they're clearly what they are. But at the same time, you're looking at it and you're like, that's not quite it. Right. You're, you're like, this is not a blatant copy. This is okay. Someone took the design and, and interpreted it in a way that doesn't feel like a poorly drawn sketch. Right. Right. It's still got a unique uh, style to it. What I, I think one of the first things that really drew me into the company when I first uh, started was um, the shape of, let, let's say, the headstock alone. Mm -hmm. It's not too bland, but it's not, the big part is it's not too obnoxious and pointy or too large or whatnot. Because um, there are, you know, some brands that I've owned even that, you know, just have a little bit too much going on there trying to be too different. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of just make you go, uh, not so much. And so I think we got kind of a nice, uh, we, we pay some homage to, uh, to some other guitars that are out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, you have to have the complete line. Like, I mean, and that, that is part right. of what you guys do is you have the, the near complete line of if, if you want it, we make it kind of a thing. But at the same time, it's not, all right, well, here, here's a direct, here's a, your, here's your Gibson. And it looks in it's it's a knockoff Gibson. It it still has an interpretation right. and something that's uniquely its own. So, right. I mean, because the the Stella gets into classic. You know, you you were mentioning that brown uh, transition, which I immediately start thinking Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of vibes. That that color just it, the minute you said gold yeah. hardware on that, that's where I went in my head. Yeah. Um, but then like the Stella H three looks like a complete different brand. And yeah. in a different era of what's called the super strat kind of design. Oh, so definitely. it's, it, you, you, you're hitting all the bases here. So, um, and this, these whole, the 900 ish numbering guitars here. So you have like the 930, the 920, the 910, the 805 are, are all these now into the Brazilian construction? Or are these still uh, the, the Indonesian range? Th those are all, uh, uh, those are all uh, Brazilian made. Okay. Yes. And price wise, you know, we're looking at what I, I think, I think I saw the jet blues is going up to about 1500. Once you had the Bigs B and all the other fun stuff into it, mm -hmm. how, how low I, does that kind of sit on the, on the new end? You know, it has been a while since I have looked up price ranges on myself. I want to say lower end is probably around 900 depending, uh, on the model. Uh, with guitars ranging up to, I believe, two thousand dollars. Oh, okay, is that at, more at in the, the, the some of those signature range ones that I probably haven't gone digging into that much yet? Probably. probably. Yeah. So we've we've got a you know even with these signature guitars, we do have different levels uh, of those signatures as well. Um, you know, just to still cover all the bases and give anybody you know, no no matter how deep the pockets, you know, we can get them a guitar in that style. Uh, as cheap as we can for them. So like there's the, uh, the there's the JA3 is kind of that midpoint, still Indonesian made, um, super strat. Uh, it's got, you know, humbucker in the bridge, mini humbucker in the, uh, uh, in the neck, mini switch to split the coils on those. Um, but, and then a two point uh, system uh, for the bridge, but then you get to the higher end models, the J2, the J1. Uh, not only is it, you know, like you get a Floyd Rose uh, bridge, you get, I, I believe that one has a full size humbucker in the neck, um, or it might, 
uh, be a mini humbucker and uh, in the neck, and then a humbucker in the bridge, uh, and a single coil middle as well. But yeah, so so we try to make sure that you know, if we're offering one type of signature, let's make sure that everybody can enjoy another, you know, one level of this signature as they, you know, as much as they can as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm appreciating that more now. I mean, I'm seeing a few brands do that, or you'll sometimes see. Um, I mean, famously, you saw Jay Maskus with his signature guitar make it a cheap guitar and mm-hmm. and an affordable one. So it became a really popular thing for a lot of people to get into. And um, I want to say, you know, there, there, there's been examples in the past of that, but it it's also kind of funny because like there's the cynical part of a lot of us that go, well, yeah, it's a signature guitar from this guy, but he's not playing that one. He's playing one from their custom shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's nice when there's sort of a look, here's the high end one. This is the one they play. If you want a more affordable version, we can give you the more affordable that gives you the mojo and the vibe, you know, and, and right. let, let, let's get it in your hands at what you can do. That's it's a really nice way to do things that yeah. oh, not definitely. a lot of brands really have embraced fully yet. We're seeing it a little bit, but it, not to write out the gate offerings like that. Yeah. Well, even uh, with that guitar, the uh, the JA3, mm-hmm. um, I remember this was probably two years ago that I last met him, but Junino, uh, uh, Juninho uh, Afram is, uh, is the artist the JA is made for, uh, but he does have a JA3, an Indonesian-made, or at the time Chinese-made uh, import line guitar, um, but he uses that as, you know, or he... At the very least, back then he did use that as a gigging guitar. He had a, a whole uh, Fishman triple play set up on there, so he could do a bunch of MIDI stuff. Wow! Um, you know, so just because it might be a lower end instrument doesn't mean that oh well, the you know bigwigs can't use it. You know, they still need guitars they can throw around as well. They need something that's nice and easy to play and still mimics what guitars they don't want damaged that are at home. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll put it out there of like, um, wow, I had a question. I forgot it. And this is good. This is the part I got to edit out now. All right. Um, you also have acoustics, you have ukuleles, you have basses. Um, Correct. Any, are the acoustics, is that still a fair mix of uh, foreign made and domestic from um brazil uh, i'm gonna call domestic the brazilian made ones just for yeah, clarity here fair enough um <laughs> the uh actually i believe uh yeah i'm pretty sure all of our um all of our acoustics are uh that are left in stock at least are, are chinese uh made but you know we do have a higher end um uh line of acoustics the cafe series um you know, and just because they're made over in China or Indonesia doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't mean we pay any less attention to them. You know, uh, make, you know, those ones also smell really good, I got to say. But that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, I believe it's the uh, the Cafe 1000. It's a steel string. I get so mixed up on the Dreadnought and the other style of body. Uh, but this one has like a really beautiful uh, uh like flower inlay on the back, hmm. you know, it, you know, we make sure that all of these are, you know, definitely you know, worth the money, uh, you know, for the instrument really. Yeah. Now, um, 
often a lot of people will say, you know, okay, it's made in this factory. I know what a block of wood is and the electronics are what really makes, makes an acoustic guitar or makes particularly not so much the acoustic guitar, but more so the electric guitar world. Right. Um, right. And, and a lot of your uh, guitars seem to come with Tajima branded things. And so are you guys developing all your own in-house uh, pickups and whatnot, or is it is it a collaboration like you see with some other other brands? Will they say you know we collaborated with this pickup designer and it's it's you know blank designed yeah. or one of those kind of things? Uh, so with the um, especially with the Brazilian signature guitars, be it mm-hmm. the uh, what is it the Edu? Um, oh, I can't remember his last name, but the E one mm-hmm. uh, is a uh, you know super strat uh double humbucker uh single coil metal pickup floyd rose um and those those pickups on that one are a uh th- those are seymour duncan uh pickups i don't remember which type we haven't had that level uh guitar through the states yet we have had i believe it was the e2 uh which basically means it is a licensed uh floyd uh and the pickups are I, I believe they are made in Brazil, uh, but are not Tajima branded uh, pickups. We do have some other guitars, uh, especially within the uh, signature line, or I keep mentioning this one, the True Range, which is our like multi-scale. We have uh, the Zaganin pickups, which is Marcio Zaganin uh, has designed his own pickups, and we put those in some of our higher end guitars as well. So when when Tajima's coming up with their own kind of pickup, are they trying to do an homage to say like if if there's a humbucker in there, are people expecting it to sound like a PAF? Is it sounding like its own kind of animal? The way a few other brands have kind of chosen to go with where they're going at. What what help help me kind of define the sound of some of these kind of things that you're you're seeing? Well, so a lot of you know if you take your uh, the Jet Blues, mm-hmm. we are trying to go for a more vintage style. Um, I believe that would be your PAF style of, uh, of humbucker, uh, you know, just hot and ground, uh, uh, no, no four conductor, uh, wiring. Um, but then on some of the instruments you do like on the, uh, I, I so I own one of our true range, uh, six string, so a multi-scale six string, uh, and that comes uh, one of, with the Zaganine pickups and it has the for conductor wiring, so I even upgraded mine to do split coils on my, you know, on on, on my multi scale. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so it's really a case by case basis. Uh, the Stella, uh, the Brazilian Stella, and the um, uh, oh, what did I say? The the T nine thirty. Those have kind of a, they've got Alnico five uh, pickups, the humbuckers, and the single coils. Um, I can't remember the output off the top of my head, but they are kind of a hotter uh, pickup, you know, for more of that super strat style. You know, so it so it very much is a case by case basis for all of these. Mm-hmm. And out of curiosity, because I can definitely see a lot of your models, especially that three hundred to four hundred dollar range, being like if it's coming off the coming off the line and it's getting set up and inspected so there's good quality people will love them and they'll pick them up they'll play them and go this is a great modding platform as a lot of these you know internet forum groups and things like that that people love to buy things and mod them and so sometimes having a great mod platform um is there so is a lot of your stuff still fairly standard sized and 
the, the like pickups and things like that is your string spacing kind of normal or is is it is mm-hmm. it a unique flavor of your own uh so so i believe oh, oh what is it is it like 53 millimeter for for like a floyd rose style that that uh mm-hmm. that tremolo style uh uh bridge pickup uh so you do need the wider spacing on your uh bridge pickup if you have a tremolo on there um the 530s uh the stella dw uh, those all have uh, you can fit a humbucker into into the bridge, but I believe on all of those it's routed for a single single neck and middle. Uh, so um, and the other thing is that the uh, uh, the pit guards are also uh, not fairly standard shape, mm-hmm. um, but we are uh, in works to getting uh, replacement pit guards becoming more readily available. Uh, to the general public, so it's easier for uh, you know for someone else to go. Well, you know, maybe I'm not a fan of this color. You know, maybe I'd like tortoise shell or black or whatever. You know, and so so we're working on boosting our uh, you know our ability to mod your guitar even further. Uh, you, you know, with what we've got. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, with the unique looks and everything else that's there. I mean, I can. It, it's where my head immediately goes so it's like you know mm, let's see oh. where we can uh same that's that's why i threw all the gold stuff into my stella so yeah. you know yeah i mean i i'm a sucker like every guitar i have the tuners come out immediately doesn't matter what they are i'm putting locking tuners in it because i'm lazy and 100 i hate wrapping strings 100 <laughs> percent. and there's there's only one guitar i won't do that to and that's because it's a collector's item so yep, i mean it's just go. like well you know what what, what do i want to do and all that kind of stuff so I wind enough strings at work. I don't need to do it at home as well. So, <laughs> so what, what, let's get you what, uh, I'm, I'm stumbling all over myself again. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about your role a little bit more, I think, I think that's an interesting thing in and of itself too. I think we've, we've kind of covered your range here. And I think if, if you haven't had a chance to gmaguitars.com, you can mm-hmm. download the 2021 catalog and just scroll and see and be inspired by everything that's in there because there's there's a lot now as your role with tajima is as head tech so what mm-hmm. kind of stuff do you experience what 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 it, what's your life like doing this kind of thing because i think a lot of people have wanted to work with guitars their whole life and don't and don't so i mostly try to keep the hooligans under control back there but uh you know we you know it, it's a lot of you know assessing uh when you get this many guitars in from either uh, be it Brazil, be it be, uh, China, Indonesia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some things, regardless of manufacturing, some things happen, uh, happen during shipping itself, you know, and so this is why we inspect every guitar. You don't want anything, you know, you don't want to have anything rusted, you know, maybe water came into the container at some point or just humidity, right? Uh, uh, weird heat changes when it's on the wa- uh, when the instruments are on the water, um, you know, so we spend a lot of time really, uh, anytime we get a new shipment, we try to go through as many guitars as we can to find out what is the issue with this batch really, uh, you know, uh, cause with the way production goes, there's going to be something up, you know, uh, but it's always, you know, if, if one thing's gone wrong, maybe it's, oh, you know, the necks are, you know, more back bowed, um, than than the last shipment. Well, you can adjust the. You know that you're going to need to adjust the neck right out, out of the box. Um, you know that sort of thing. And uh, you know anything that 
you know, won't adjust where you need it. We, you know, kick it out and all that sort of thing. Interesting. And so like, how many guitars are you guys going through right now? Just ballpark figure. You don't have to give exact numbers. Oh man. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even ballpark it. It's, you know, we have run through so many guitars over the past just year and a half, really that I, I gave up on counting, <laughs> you know, they, you know, every once in a while they'd show us the numbers of either how many instruments individually put out or how much we made. But, you know, at a certain point you go, you know, I've been just busting so hard over the past month. Anyway, I know I did a lot, <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I know I, I did them well. So that's all that really matters to me. You know, I, I can't speak to numbers of how many we put out in a month or in a week. Well, with 500 dealers, you said in the United States. So that's, you know, just ballparking. I mean, everyone's got to have a couple guitars in hand and all that. So must yeah. be a couple thousand you're going through a month or. Oh, yeah, definitely over a thousand. Yeah. But I mean, shoot, we had, you know, we're, we're waiting on a container to come in right now to be able to fulfill some orders. And so we had, you know, a slow day the other day but other than that for the other four days each guitar tech put out probably around 30 guitars each a day so wow. you know so it's you know it's a lot of instruments that we do go through well into the thousands yeah pretty cool and so how many guys you got all processing through that just out of curiosity we have let's see like kind of think of who works here we have six people that work here in huntington beach we have uh my boss Joe Arbiso, who is our office manager. We've got our, our warehouse guys, and there are three uh, guitar techs uh, between us. Uh, and so, you know, your guitars have been touched by one of us three. Set up, looked at, you know, made sure it's all spick and span, all that kind of thing. Now, is there is there a secret that in everyone that we're like, oh, this was a Spencer guitar? Is there is there a secret way to know or? Um, well, well, then it wouldn't it would be, be a secret, secret if I, yeah, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, like it's, uh, one of our sponsors is bigger pedals. And so they, they make a rat remake that they call the woodcutter. Cause one builder was famously, he went by the nickname woodcutter and whatever he made were the good, were the good ones. They were the oh, best yeah. ones from whatever Proco was putting out that week. So that, that's sort of the legacy, you know, kind of thing there of like, maybe an Easter egg, but I'm, I'm a, there's yeah. probably an inspected tag in there at some point yeah. that people will get to see and see, Hey, Spencer did yeah. this one. Uh, we're, we're going to be getting our, uh, inspected by tags pretty soon here. Okay. Uh, we've been lacking on those, but, uh, we should be getting those in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I will say that, uh, we do have, you know, standard specs that each guitar must reach, but then within that, you know, each, uh, Guitar Tech has their own certain way they like to play guitar, so it's generally based around that basic set of specs. Uh, but I guess for me personally, uh, you know, we all set up the uh, uh, the strings to be about two thirty seconds at the at the twelfth fret or at the seventeenth fret. Uh, but I like my bass strings to be a little bit higher up, and I like mm -hmm. my treble strings to be a little bit lower down. It lets me reach, uh, you know. You know, press those uh, high strings easier, and it lets the uh, bigger strings vibrate without buzzing, uh, or just no thought of buzzing or that kind of thing. Yeah. And well, so everybody's got their own little twist to it. Uh, at, at that point, yeah. I I fully understand, and uh, 
I, I can tell you by feel, but I can't tell you with numbers what I like. So yep. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I think we all have that, uh, like until you take the micrometer out or whatever. I, I've, I've had that with luthiers and stuff like that. Like some people can talk with numbers and actually give you that. And other people just go, mm, this is how it feels. Yes, this is no. what I want. Yeah. yeah. You should just know. Um, well, cool. Uh, I, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm kind of running at the bottom of my questions here. Is there anything that like, we absolutely as listeners that we haven't i haven't asked you about your guitar line or things about tajima that like we absolutely should know that we don't know yet um definitely check out our brazilian guitar line uh just all around amazing guitars also i'm trying to convince uh the guys in brazil to send us little tiny cards of just brazilian cedar as like a little scratch and sniff thing that you can keep in your in your, in your gig bag or something but uh well knowing, uh, yeah, knowing I, our gear groups if you send her cedar planks people are going to start griddle, grilling with them so you know that is very true that is very true <laughs> you know let me uh find out my i don't remember the tajima uh instagram hold on one sec uh tajima usa if you want to follow us on uh instagram uh as well or, or on uh, facebook very cool very yeah. cool well, thanks for joining us. And uh, again, tajimaguitars.com and as well as all those other things. Uh, Spencer, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. All right, take care. All right, take care. Love again, so Don't buy.